Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as the This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome mat. This is episode 170. And this is going to be a very interesting episode as opposed to... The other 169 episodes we put together. Because we have Heath and Noah from The Scathing Atheist who are going to be joining us for a movie review at the end of the show of the movie Noah. So we didn't actually review Noah himself. No, no. But the movie. Yeah. Noah. Yeah. So let's let there be no confusion. It was really, spoiler, I loved it. Fucking 10 out of 10. Would damn. gouge eyes out again. God damn, I watched that movie today. It was fucking terrible. So. I don't give it Spoiler. away, Cecil. Spoiler alert. Wow. I hated it. Unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe you would say that. Now they will be not surprised. Yeah, okay. It's yeah. really fucking bad. But I think yeah. we do a good job of tearing into it. So Yeah. Uh, the first story we want to cover um, comes from the uh, New York Daily Times. Oklahoma teen accused of molesting Kenyan orphans claims a demon made him do it. I'm powerless over what Luke wants. So evidently the Luke shares a name with one of the writers of the gospel. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. That weird. It's so strange. Um, you know, this is a terrible, terrible story, obviously. But, you know, you have to take some comfort in that at least he was abusing Kenyan orphans. <laughs> Allegedly. Alle- oh, sorry. Alleged Allegedly. Kenyan orphans. Well, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> No, no, because he cops to it. <laughs> no, no, hold on now. He copped to it, but the, his lawyer is saying that he was under duress and held for days before he actually, like, they he actually signed the confession. So it may be, and I'm not saying that it is, he may have, you know, been uh, coerced sure. to sign this. Now, if you look down and you see his fucking text, though, that he sent out before that happened... Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's pretty like, tough. Like, why don't you read? You read his part, and I'll read mine. I'll read the other part. Um, how can I not hate this thing inside of me? It takes me at night, and I'm powerless over what Luke wants. Yes, I named him. I know how crazy that is. He whispers <laughs> in my ear all day, and is so hard to resist. <laughs> 
laugh at him. He has no power. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, <gasps> exclamation point. <laughs> Whatever he tells you, speak the opposite out loud. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? I'd like a Fanta. <laughs> Nobody wants Fanta. That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Literally, he takes me at night and there's nothing I can do to stop him. I'm asleep. What can I do? Wait, if you're asleep, what is that? You honestly have no idea. I don't. I prayed so much. But every night, Luke <laughs> gets what Luke wants. Dun, dun, dun. IDK, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just know if we could actually see Satan, he would be so small. And we wouldn't want to give him a second thought. Just get on your knees every night and cry out to God. Wait, what? We know that he doesn't stop praying over us as that's where it ends. So, <laughs> it's kind of on a cliffhanger there. Don't you think that he's really talking about his penis? That Luke is his penis. I I must, he just named him. He just named his penis yeah. Luke. Well, and the other guy's like, look, you got a small penis, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he's just like, tell him just whatever he says, just do the opposite. Like, what are you fucking for? You know, like it's just Bizarro like it's, it's just like go to bed. I'm not going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. As if, as if, as if Satan wouldn't figure that out at some yeah, point. Satan's like, right. wait a minute, <laughs> don't kill your parents. <laughs> Damn it! Now I have to kill my parents. Oh, you awesome. win this one, Satan. <laughs> I mean, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Oh my uh, god. You know, it, it's it's a horrible story if it's true. Um, and if it if it actually happened, the guy, um, it's funny because it's like he faces life in prison, up to ten Kenyan orphans. Wow, life in prison, man! I gotta tell you though, like you fucking have sex with a bunch of fucking orphan kids in Kenya, and at least they do the punishment side of it in a way that makes them. You know, like here it's like. You fuck a bunch of orphans, and what do you get? Like, you get, like, a nice summer home to retire in the Catholic Church. Yeah. Like, that's what you get. Like, they're like, oh, hey, no, stop you, doing that. What you get is you get a government contract to medically experiment on them. That's right? What you that's get. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle. <laughs> Michelle Bachman. You were going to call her Michelle O'Bachman again, weren't you? I was. I was going to call her Michelle O'Bachman. <laughs> I can't stop myself. Uh, just call her Luke from now on. Just- <laughs> You know, I I have to say too, like one of the best things about this article is there is a clickable, clickable fucking advertisement to join the team and go to Kenya and be a missionary on my Whoa. page for Upendo International. Really? Is your does yours have the same thing? Yeah, three quarters like a, of the way down. That's yeah. a fucking like. It's like, hey, I can fuck a Kenyan orphan. Click. Oh, Jesus, man. That's yeah, I, awful. You know, and the thing is, is like, uh, it, there are people doing good works over there. You know oh, what I mean? Like, sure. so clearly, clearly, you know, there's people doing good works. It's just that, you know, the problem, of course, uh, when you insert someone of authority into that situation, you know, we talked about this before. The problem is, is when you insert someone of authority into that situation, they can use that power to manipulate others to get. Um, you know, to, to play out some of their sexual desires. It happens in the Catholic Church. It happens in other kinds of churches. You know, maybe this is just somebody being crazy. I don't know. I mean, clearly there's a lot going on in this story that, you know, is left to, you know, the imagination here. But it's never a good idea to give that power away <laughs> and just be like, oh, well. And, and also, you know, we've talked about this in the past, too, that they're sort of saying, well, 
we know that you like God, so you're okay. So no matter, you know, no matter what, we're not, you know, there's no back. The background check is, do you have a cross on? Yeah. And that's the problem, right? You know, and, and that's and that's super. I mean, that's that's true. Like because you you have to think in most other circumstances, if you're going to spend a lot of time around, you know, kids, um, you get background checked up the wazoo. I mean, like if you want to be a fucking softball coach, you know, you get background checked like up one side and down the other. But if you're going to go overseas with a church and be a missionary, you know, a lot of these organizations, some some I'm sure do, but many of these organizations, they don't do the same kind of due diligence. To make sure that the people that they're sending over there um, are really, you know, emotionally and psychologically equipped to do the work and to do a good job. And, you know, they don't have a fucking history of, you know, violence or whatever. You know, one thing, too, about this story, and again, whether whether it's true or not, the, the point, I guess, is that we've seen so many stories which are so similar to this that it just it doesn't even give you pause at some point. Um, and this idea that you can just, like, blame a demon, like, it's, ah, demon did it. It wasn't me. It was a demon. Like, I'll just decide that I'm, I'm fucking not yeah. really responsible. Yeah, it was a demon that did it. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, that's some ridiculous shit, man. It's like it's always been the little women that caught the vision of giving, beginning with Jesus himself, out of their private means. Some of you little precious ones have that little grocery money, some of that little money set aside. Assure tonight the blessings of God on your family by giving it to God and speaking that. Say it. God, this is for blessings on my family. This story comes from CNN. Uh, the lavish homes of American archbishops. This uh this story is basically like uh, MTV Cribs for bishops. Like he's like walks yes. into the fucking bedroom. And he's like, "This is where no magic happens. No magic." Actually, if all. God owns it, magic happens everywhere. <laughs> magic happens yeah. everywhere you look. Yeah. Um, man, being an archbishop is a fucking deal, yo. Yeah, dude. You get some pimp ass places. Yeah. Tell you what, you see some of the furniture, like because well, basically what this story is is like very little text and mostly pictures with this amazing of amazing fucking like out in the middle, like in the Chicago. I know where the one in Chicago is, the Cardinal uh, Francis George's place. I drive, I've driven by there on my bike a couple times, and. It's fucking amaze balls. Like you drive by and you're just like, <laughs> holy shit, it's huge. And he lives in this fucking like gilded mansion in the in the ritziest part of Chicago. Like a place where, you know, is, you know, it's huge tree lined streets and, you know, million dollar homes on the same block. It's it's and in the mansion they say in here is fourteen point three million is how much it costs. And, and it's in the Gold Coast. And it's just amazing. Like, you scroll down and you just see how much money each one of these things costs. And, you know, at first I was like, yeah, but, you know, what's the upkeep on something like that? I'm thinking, well, at least I don't have to pay taxes on it. Yeah, you know? no so, kidding. So clearly, you know, I guess the upkeep maybe isn't as bad as you would think. But still, this goes, this harkens back to, remember we were talking to, um, to Dale uh, from the Foundation Beyond Belief, and we were talking about the overhead costs that go into your donations. We talk about, you know, you're trying to do good works, you're trying to fund, you know, fucking trips to Kenya so people can diddle little kids and stuff, and you're like, okay, so I want to give them some money. Where does the money go? And, you know, this is where your money goes. You're, now, now they're not buying a $14 million estate. They already own it. But, you know, they've got to maintain it. They have to have, you know, all this groundskeeping and all this other stuff that has to go into maintaining that 
place. And then it's not, it's also furnished really well and all that stuff. And these people live pretty high on the hog. Yeah, man. And like, just, just using it, the one in Chicago is the example. That fucking guy's got three nuns who care for the Cardinal. He's got three. He basically has fucking three nun slaves in his fucking 5,800 square foot house. That's, that's it. Like the fucking mansion has 19 chimneys. Like, at some point, you're like, how many chimneys? Baker's dozen? No, fuck it. Give me another half dozen chimneys. More, <laughs> more. chimneys. Oh. more chimneys. Like, it's just, yeah. like, if this is not, and you, you know, the thing is, and like. The weird thing is, is they hook up to all one fireplace. This is one which enormous is really fireplace. Which is, what the, which is what God did when he hooked up all those, he hooked up all those horns to all the different heads. There's, like, you know, multiple, <laughs> there's not, there's, there's, there's less chimneys than there are there fireplaces. Are fireplaces. But, like, you know, the thing is, like, every dollar that you give them, you know, they, they already have $14.3 million right here. Like, every t- every house like this that they have that they don't right. liquidate right. is money that you're giving them for fucking no reason. Like, you're subsidizing, even though, like, let's say the upkeep costs were $0, it would still be immoral for them to keep this and pretend that they're an organization whose primary focus is on doing good work. There's no way that your primary focus is on doing good work when you have a $14.3 million asset that you're not liquidating in order to put toward good work. You want to tell me, like, the guy can't find a decent place to live for two hundred grand? Like, I'm not saying the guy has to live in fucking squalor, but, like, that would be a savings of $14.1 million <laughs> that I don't have that doesn't have to come out of my tithing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we need money. Well, why do you need money? I don't know, maybe because we have many, many millions of dollars tied up in real estate right. for no reason. Right. Look at the guy in fucking Miami or whatever. He's got a fucking tiki hut and a pool. Like, at yeah. what point are you like, God wants me to have a fucking tiki hut, yo? I'll tell you, <laughs> that pool is awesome, isn't it? It's amazing. It's great. You know, and, and you know, a waterfront property down there is fucking, you know, ridiculously expensive. Oh, fuck yeah. And uh, some of these other places, there's one in um, that's in St. Louis. That's beautiful. It's a big gray stone building. Oh, yeah. There's another one down in uh, in Baltimore that this is huge goddamn building. You know, the one in uh, the one in San Antonio really isn't all that. It's just like, OK, well, it's just a 5000 square foot. The other ones are like, you know, well, 5000 is pretty, still pretty big, but it's it's not as big as, you know, the the one in Chicago that's on fucking one point seven acres in Chicago. I know. I know, man. It's so much space in the fucking Gold Coast. Are you goddamn kidding me? And they all have fucking, like, not all of them, but many of these have nuns that live in the property and fucking cook and clean for the guy. I'm sorry, but if that's not a fucking slave worker, if that's like, you're like, you're like can you imagine, like, you're a nun, you're like, yeah, I want to devote my life to Christ. I want to, I'm going to give up any hope at a, at a normal uh, life in order to live this godly life. I'm fucking throwing away my sexuality and your fucking job is to fucking cook and clean for a fucking rich old man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Like what fucking curb stomp is that to your career as a fucking nun? Like, oh yeah, I want to fucking give up everything and be a fucking second class citizen within a realm of second class citizens. Oh, wow. great. Yeah. Awesome. So your job is fucking scullery made because it's the past. It's the past. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that atheists are parasites in the sense they're benefiting from everything that religious culture is built in America, but they're doing nothing to add energy into the system. This story comes from the Huffington Post. Um, Christian radio host hopes Ebola 
will solve America's problems of atheism and homosexuality. We got it. We just we just we just got to play it. We just got we just have to. This is uh, let me find this. This is Rick Wiles from the Rick Wiles show. Um, and uh, he's crazy as always. Here we go. You know, this Ebola epidemic could become a global pandemic. And that's another name for plague. It may be the great attitude adjustment that I believe is coming. Ebola could solve America's problems with atheism, homosexuality, sexual promiscuity, pornography, and abortion. If Ebola becomes a global plague, you better make sure the blood of Jesus is upon you. Wait, if Ebola becomes a plague, don't you want to keep blood off of I know, I was going to say, like, it's spread by blood. I want the hazmat suit of Jesus. Know, yeah, that's like, what look, I want. Yeah, look, Jesus. I mean, I don't. I don't mind if you spread it on this rubber coating that is around right? me, but on the skin, I don't think so. I want the fucking three mil polycarbonate window of Jesus. <laughs> that's what I want. That's exactly. It, I don't right? want the fucking blood of blood. You can keep your fucking blood when you yeah. have a hemorrhagic fever <laughs> epidemic. Are you kidding? It's awesome that you said that. That's great. There's a few more seconds. You better make sure you've been marked by the angels so that you're protected by God. If not, you may be a candidate to meet the Grim Reaper. The <laughs> Grim Reaper? What are you talking about? You might be a candidate to Is meet any- the Grim Reaper. And he won't offer you a drink. I He's love- a rude host. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this guy really thinks there's such a thing as a Grim Reaper? I do, I, yes, I do. I do. <laughs> Dude, I just fucking do. I think I think this is a guy who believes in shit like the pearly gates. This is a guy who believes that angels fucking mark people for fucking good and bad. He's a fucking naughty or nice list guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like fucking oh, oh, Ebola oh. comes down and you got to get fucking marked by an angel. What, what are you talking about? How do you get on that list? Like, does it suck if you're, like, on the do not call list and the angel's like, uh, we got Jim Clark, mm, do not mm, call. Fuck sorry. It. He doesn't get on the list. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, you know, what are the problems with, I mean, first off, what does Ebola solve? The problems of Ebola, it's like it solves the problem of atheism and homosexuality. How? I mean, Ebola is not spread in a way that is, like, Oh, you read a book, so you now you get a bullet. You know I know, I mean? right? Like, it's like, not like, oh yeah, you know, you listen to fucking uh, uh, Hitchens on audiobook, and now you get a bullet. It's like, you know, fucking you 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 touch somebody's blood, sweat, or you know, you fucking you got some mucus membrane on you somehow, right? Okay, right. well, that's a way to transfer transmit it. But anything else, I mean, I guess what he's saying is is that if it gets scary enough. If it gets fucking, if enough fucking human beings die under the fucking wheel of this fucking disease, this, it becomes a pandemic and travels all across the world and fucking people are dying in the streets and it's fucking goddamn walking dead out there. Then people will finally say, oh fuck, we fucked up. We shouldn't have been atheists and homos because goddamn it, God's coming for us. I guess that's what he's saying. I think it is. I think he's, I I think this is a, uh. No atheists in, in pandemic foxholes argument. Yeah, pandemic right? foxholes. <laughs> like, like, like you're just like ah, uh, because like that's the idea, right? Yeah. Is that everybody's an atheist when, un, until the chips are down, and then yeah. everybody, and then the fucking atheists get scared, just like everybody else. And when you're a chicken shit, you'll be, you know, more likely to 
to beg for God's mercy. That's the that's the atheist in a foxhole argument in, in yeah. a nutshell, right? So the the idea is exactly what you said. Like it's all of a sudden shit goes tits up, and and the atheists are like, oh, now I believe in God. But it's like, well, now if I believe in God, I'd be like, well, God. Could you stop fucking killing people with Ebola, please? Yeah. That's fucking rude, man. <laughs> and totally unnecessary. Like God's and, coming for you, but very slowly and preventably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Does it make any sense? Only, only you can prevent God spreading to people. Can I have like yeah. an animated like cartoon character? Yeah. It's like only fucking, you can prevent Ebola fires. Like, wait, like, that's not. It's like thing. fucking Bill the Ebola eel or something like that. <laughs> He's all slimy and mucusy, it's and like, like kids like go to like a PSA. It's like. Yeah. I want to play with that slimy eel. Oh, now I have Ebola. <laughs> Mucus membranes, Timmy. Mucus membranes. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, if, let's say let's say fucking you're right, Rick Wiles. Let's say there is a god, and let's say this god is so fucking dumb that what he's going to do is he's going to be like, well, I can't communicate with them in any other way. I've got to go out, out of my way to fucking kill a bunch of them so that they wake up and pay attention to me instead of just, like, doing something else, like being like, I'll write in the sky, you know, in the stars, like rearrange the stars so that they say, read your Bible. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like, like virtually anything, like virtually anything would actually be a better solution because like all the people that died, like they're the warning sign. But for them, there's no warning. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like we kill like God's like, well, I'm going to kill like a third of the population. You're like, well, that's only going to potentially convince two thirds of the population. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> And the other ones are the other ones are in hell. Like, what the fuck? I know, dude? They're just like, great. Fucking, fucking told them, you douche. <laughs> <laughs> it's like firebombing like two neighbors. You know? I know, like, right? You got the like, firebomb in your hand. You're like, oh fuck, two houses are in fire. But the other two people that burned up, like, what the fuck, man? Because doesn't that suggest that, like that you were the focus of God's attention? But it's like, well, I'm perfectly reasonable. Like, God could yeah. just be like, God could just fucking appear in my house and be like, hey, man, turns out I'm real. I'd be like, really? Let's chat. And then we fucking sit down and chat, and he shows me some fucking magic tricks, and it takes me, like, <laughs> forward and backward in time, and I'm just like, fuck, man, you really seem like God. Like, we're good. And we fucking fist bump it out, and we're done. God like, is amazing at the cup and balls, too. <laughs> I mean, you just can't pick it, no matter what you do. It's he like two-card, three-card Monty. He's fucking amazing uh, at it. Like he doesn't have to fucking beat up my neighbor. He's fucking <laughs> awesome. He was like, he's got like my neighbor's fucking face, and he's like on top of him, and he's like, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> "Do you believe in me now, motherfucker?" It's like, dude, there's no reason to do that to Craig. <laughs> like, yeah, he didn't have anything to do with this at all. And now he's got a bowl of bitch. <laughs> So this story comes from the Raw story. Pastor John Hagee, God thinks nasty welfare recipients should get a job or starve. I don't think that's what. I don't. I that's don't think God that's thinks. in the Bible. That's what God thinks. Well, let's. Well, uh, hold on now. Pastor John Hagee is a, um, a conduit for the Lord, and so here's what the Lord has to say about it. This is from uh, Hagee's. I don't know. Fucking his fucking cornerstone church he did a sermon and this is from that america has a dependent state listen to this america has a dependent state the size of spain living on our welfare think about that we have a division in our country that cannot long endure 
those who pay double through taxes, and those who get a free ride. This is not justice, and this is not the American way, and this is not how we became great. We became great by every American getting off his duff, getting himself a job, and making his life a thing of beauty based on his own efforts. Okay, so trade with him. I know, right? Trade with them, dude. No, I mean, if it's fucking that easy, if it's that easy to live on welfare, then fucking trade with them. Have them come up and read from your little stupid notebook and sit in your giant fucking plush leather chair surrounded by fucking fauna and, or flora, pardon me, it's not fauna, it's not fucking animals. It would be better, though, if it was surrounded by animals, but uh, he's surrounded by fucking lush green fucking fake plants and drink your coffee and have your little tiny fucking microphone next to them and do what you do and you go sit on this on the side of the street and you get you collect your disability or whatever it is you're collecting and live on the street so go ahead and do that and see how you like it to those of you who are sick to those of you who are elderly to those of you who are disabled we gladly support you to them To the healthy who can't work but won't work, get your nasty self off the couch and go get a job. Yeah, because no matter what, Tom, if you have the intent to get a job, you'll find one. Yeah, that's that's how, I mean, we all know that that's how uh, the current job situation is in America, that anybody who wants a job can just go get a job. And you can get a good job, Cecil. You can go, and not only can you get a job, but you can get a job that actually supports you and your family. <laughs> Everybody knows that. The right. only people who don't know that are the fucking tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of fucking people unemployed or underemployed across the country. I right. mean, they're the ones, but it's it's because they're fucking lazy, yep. nasty, disgusting people. We know. I mean, it's yeah. right there in the Bible. It is. When it Jesus is. talks about America. Yeah. <laughs> He, he fucking he like kicks a poor person in the neck. He's just like <laughs> fuck you, poor person. All right, so there's more. America has rewarded laziness, and we've called it welfare. The Bible says, "The man that does not work should not eat." I know the liberals hate that verse, but read it and weep. It's God's position. It's God's position. Okay. That like uh, first off, who is that? Like where where are those people? Right? Like are they are is that the fucking majority? Because that's what he's saying, right? right? He's I mean he's he's splitting people up into three different groups, right? He's saying there's a there's a group that can't do anything, and we're okay with those people. Um, there's a group that's elderly, we're okay with them too because you know they they're they've they've paid their dues. And then there's a final group of people who are perfectly capable of getting jobs, but they won't get their ass up off the couch. That's the third group. There's there's no other group. There's no group of people that are like working poor, that like work at fucking Walmart but don't have fucking like good health insurance and have to like and don't get paid very well and don't get like time off and don't have and they fucking are well getting paid well under what they should be for a living wage. Those people who have to go onto welfare to get fucking food stamps, well those people, they're just too fucking lazy and they need to go out and what get another Walmart job? Yeah, well that'll solve the problem. Look, if all you have to do is work you know, sixteen to twenty hours a day, so that you can barely scrape by without benefits. Hours a day? You know, I mean, if if, if and yeah. if you're too fucking lazy to work sixteen to twenty hours a day for fucking minimum or near minimum wage with no benefits, you know, probably doing some kind of shithead manual labor, 
that sucks and drains the fucking life and soul out of you. If you're too lazy to have two jobs, then why should anybody help you? Why should? Yeah. Because that's how you build. See, so you don't, you don't understand anything. That's how you build a stronger economy yeah. is by letting people flounder. That's how, that's how that works. The best way to build a strong economy and to, and, and to have the kind of society that everybody wants to live in is to make sure that we look down our noses at people who are in need. That's how it's, that's what the, I mean, isn't, isn't that the fundamental message of the New Testament, too? Man, it's a good thing the Bible only says one thing about the poor. <laughs> I like this. I'm going to read. This is uh, from uh, Tom Biagani. I don't know how to pronounce his name, whatever his name is. He's from uh, from the Raw Story. I'm going to read the last line. He says, the video does not show Hagee reading Matthew 25, 35, where uh, occasionally employed iterant carpenter Jesus Christ reportedly said, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know this is this is the this is the right wing lie. And I'm not going to say that there aren't people on welfare that aren't cheating the system. Of course, there are people on sure. welfare that are cheating the system. But that's not a majority. It's not all the people on welfare. And to fucking throw the baby out with the bathwater is stupid. I mean, it's just fucking pig-headed stupidity from a privileged standpoint. You're just like fucking, I can basically fucking get on the fucking, like, lean my ass out of my window and shit on the poor if I want to because I'm not fucking poor. There's plenty of working poor in this country that aren't making any kind of real funds uh, because they're just not making enough money because the corporations are pocketing the, all the profits and nothing is going to the to the workers. And now I, I don't want to get your fucking mail. Where you're like, I right, fucking you socialist motherfuckers or whatever. It's like, no, I, I'm fucking fine with the profit system. OK, I'm totally fine with the profit system. I just like to make sure that people get a fucking living goddamn way. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this next story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, David Barton, pro-choice candidates will take away your property and your guns. It's credible. He's a credible what? guy. David Barton is still credible, right? No, turns oh, out he's yeah. not. He was no. discredited, Tom. But That's he was the... on Wall Builders Live, Cecil. That the Wall Builders. Wall Builders. Know, just, yeah. Is that is that that is that Marky Wahlberg's burger thing? Is that what that <laughs> it's is? Wall Burgers. Okay, it's close. That's, All right, close. Yeah, it's pretty good though. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna play. It's like two minutes long. We're gonna break it up. But here's David Barton talking about um, pro-choice candidates and guns on Wall Builders Live. How, how do you how do you do that in our legislative system today? And how do we as citizens make sure that our representatives understand this? And and how do we judge them? And when we go vote based on this concept of natural law, you know, one of the easiest ways to tell about natural law is ask them where they are on abortion. Because they do not respect the inalienable right to life. They do not respect any other inalienable right, including the right to family, the right to self-defense, the right to uh, – There's, as I mentioned, the Founding Fathers had about two dozen natural rights. That they put. Did they have a natural right against abortion? Did they write that in? Oh, it was in there. You know, they had, they had about two dozen natural rights the Founding Fathers did. They evidently didn't think fucking 14 of them were very important, though. Yeah. <laughs> the right of expatriation, we probably don't have a clue what that means today. Jefferson, Franklin, Adams all talked about the right of expatriation. You have the right of profit making. They identified that as a natural right. Wait, profit? How do you spell profit? I think I think either way is sufficient for David Barton. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, you have all sorts of rights, and the founders made really clear. Sam Adams and James Wilson, others, 
that if you don't respect the right to life first, you won't respect the other rights. That is the first of rights. So if you don't respect the right to life, you don't respect property, you won't respect, uh, you won't respect protecting income, you'll think that you ought to tax people more rather than protect their income, you'll take it from them. You won't protect their property. You won't protect their religious liberties. You won't protect the right of self-defense. You'll try to take the self-defense away from them. It, it all goes back to that's the easiest answer I can give. If they are wrong on the issue of abortion, they do not understand inalienable rights. They do not understand natural rights. By the way, there's a natural right for you. More than 10 million species in nature, not a single species in nature kills its young while it's still in the womb. That's a violation of all natural process, all natural rights. I don't need a religion to tell me that. There is nothing in natural law that kills its young while it's still in the womb. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Sharks wait, do. Wait. Just saying, sharks fucking yeah, sharks do some some sharks, they fucking I mean the the mother shark obviously doesn't do it, but some sharks they fucking if they're one of the eggs hatches first, it fucking eats the other sharks or the other eggs. So like, oh yeah. all right, that's one example that yeah. is counter, and I'm just some fucking dude who watches the fucking Discovery Channel <laughs> during Shark Week, right? <laughs> like I'm a guy with access to Shark Week, yeah, and you fucking yeah. Well, and then, you know, there's there's all kinds of, I mean, what about the, isn't there like a cuckoo or whatever that like goes around and like plants its eggs in the nest of the other birds and then the, that that egg hatches first and then throws the other eggs out and then tricks the mom or whatever of that bird to like feed it or something? Isn't that a yeah, thing? Yeah, and then they're like they grow so big, like the fucking mother bird like runs itself to exhaustion and dies. Because <laughs> it's like three times the size of the fucking yeah. regular bird. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. You know, it's like nature would fucking abort kids all day. Yeah, no, what we should do though, I think, is I think that, you know, now that I think about it, we should have the cuckoo system. That's how we should run abortions is we should have the cuckoo. So where we basically make young mothers who don't want to have children run until they die. That's, so just that's go. Yeah, just <laughs> And actually just and it's not even like run for any meaningful, fruitful no, labor. No. It's no, literally no. just run. Literally run until you yeah, die. Just... And actually I think you get more Christians on board. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would. That's so fucking crazy. Like the founding fathers had fucking two dozen rights and they had these rights and those rights. Like well, the only ones they felt necessary to fucking uh, put part of our fucking nation building were the fucking Bill of Rights. Yeah. So even if you were, you know, getting down on the fucking founding father fellatio, you know, you, you would still only pay attention to the ones they fucking wrote down. Not like their fucking ancillary personal writing. <laughs> There's still a minute left of this, so let's see if he says anything else. So that's the easiest thing I can point to. I don't care whether they're running for dog catcher or president of the United States. You ask them where they are on, on abortion, and, and by the way... Wait, what, how, if a dog catcher, what do you, why would you even ask that question of a dog catcher? Why would you be like, you're running for dog catcher. What's your stance on abortion? Well, I'll have no meaningful pull in that area. So I guess it's like you're asking the sheriff. You're like, okay, so you're running for, you're running for sheriff. Um, where do you stand on abortion? Well, I'm not actually going to be enforcing any abortions whatsoever. Like, so you ask the dog catcher, where do you stand on abortion? Well, I guess if the bitch wants one. Yeah. <laughs> when the dog catcher says, wait a minute, Terrible. I'm running for dog catcher. It has nothing to do with abortion. You say, yeah, that's true. But that will tell me your entire philosophy of government. <laughs> oh, hold on. He's got, a, he's got an answer for us. And by the way, you may not stay dog catcher. You might run for school board or city council. You might run for mayor or state representative. You might run for governor. 
and it's a whole lot easier to knock you off as a dog oh, catcher know, than it yeah. is to knock you off as a governor. Yeah, and I can't ask you any questions when you run as the mayor. It's so like if you're a dog catcher, if you're the incumbent dog catcher, you totally got the mayor's job wrapped <laughs> That's up. That's how it works. You know, it, it's actually that was exactly how uh, you know Obama's path to power. It was it was, was dog catcher organizer. then senator because he stopped and you know he's fucking lazy. No, you're forgetting community organizer. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> and terrorists, you're forgetting terrorists. terrorists. Well, that's where we learned the fist jab. Yeah. So yeah, so he's a weather weather underground terrorist. Right, right. Then community organizer, dog catcher, Illinois senator, and president. That's <laughs> so, it. That's how you do it's it, like, man. It's like fucking, it's a connect the dots. It's pretty amazing. Everybody knows that that's the fucking yeah. secret Freemason's path to Illuminati power. <laughs> and if you don't know that, then right. you don't know anything and they're taking your guns right now. Yeah, that's probably, it's probably because he's a devil worshiper. Yeah. <laughs> and so you ask that question of anybody that runs for office, where are you? I'm on the school board. I have nothing to do with abortion. Yeah. But it tells me your whole philosophy of government tells me you don't believe in absolute rights and wrongs. It tells me you don't believe in protecting the inalienable rights of the people. It tells me you don't believe in limited government, that you want government to replace natural rights. I mean, you get everything from that one question. That's the best way to find out. Follow the money. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm glad you said that because I literally had nothing to say. I was just like, I was sitting here like, that makes so little sense. I can't. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to go. Like I, I can't so even fucking lost. turn left fast enough. Like I don't uh, know what to do with this information. It's so awesome because he's just like, no, I'm telling you, ask a really inappropriate question. No, I mean, like, you need to ask the most inappropriate question. And when they say it doesn't matter, that means don't vote for him. Right. That's exactly right. You know, it's like, and when they when they try to tell you, like, this is not even remotely relevant to my job, you can say, but it tells me everything about your philosophy of government. Like, just fucking ask me about my philosophy of government. It may be a little more nuanced. Yeah. And and the idea, too, is is that, you know, doesn't this really say something about th- his philosophy of government and more than anything else? I mean, it's basically saying that, you know, I am one million percent rigid and I would never, you know, th- it's basically saying that there's no wiggle room ever in my thought. Well, that, and, and like, that's well, what then, he says. Then, like, I believe in absolute right and, and absolute and you're just wrong. Like, okay, well, then you're an idiot. Yeah. Because right. there's always wiggle room. <laughs> it's like a, it's always, there's always some way, at least for me, to, you know, be pushed and prodded and, you know, situations come up where, you know, something may or may not be the right cause. You know, just to say in this, in any situation, this is the 100% thing. Is like, whoa, wait a minute. Right? Because one of the things that, in all the in all the debates that I listen to, like, one of the things that almost always comes up is you you cannot have um, morals unless you have God, right? Because, because, because absolute right and wrong come from God. Like, sure, and you, sure. And, and God doesn't lay down contextual laws of right and wrong. God lays down absolute right, laws of right and wrong. So if you believe, if you're, if you're starting your worldview from a standpoint where a supreme being has told us what's right and what's wrong, and there is no context of value, and there is no uh, gray in any situation that everything is really very black and white and it's black and white because God is the one who commanded these absolutes, these moral absolutes. If you throw away moral absolutes, don't you have to kind of look askance and be like, Oh man, if I throw away the moral absolutes and the moral absolutes come from God, then what does that say about my real belief in God? 
I think it calls that shit into question. Whether it does it directly or indirectly is certainly going to be a cause for discomfort intellectually for these folks. So we're joined by Heath Enright and No Illusions from The Scathing Atheist. We thought we would do a little movie movie review of Noah, the uh, Russell Crowe vehicle that uh, that floated into box offices last year. And uh, and we all sat down and watched it very recently. Tom, uh, as he mentioned on last week's show, uh, watched it the day of his vasectomy or the day after his vasectomy, which... <laughs> Um, which is probably probably the best way, best time to do it, because then you just forget about all the pain on screen. Uh, yeah, there, there was so, no amount of narcotics that could have made that movie. Believe me, I uh, tried. Less painful, actually. You know, I was I was actually hoping somebody would fish back through my fucking genitals with a goddamn fish hook, rather than watch fucking anger. Noah again. I mean, Can it you was, just jam a hot coat hanger. Somebody up there turn this off me, and reverse the process twice yeah. or three times so I can go back to sleep. Normally, I would uh, go out of my way to give you a plot synopsis of the movie Noah, but um, right. if yeah. you're a human, you have heard the story. <laughs> so, so uh, and then I love to. Well, not this version of it, but yeah, yeah a version is, of it. There is some. There's a few things in it that are that are different. Not not this historically inaccurate. Historically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. inaccurate. I love that people think that this movie is historically accurate. Like it's like those those assholes who stand outside like a Gettysburg movie and they're like talking about the fucking uniform missed a button like perfectly, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it's like at least Gettysburg is a place that is real yeah. and had people that happened. <laughs> right. You know, it's I like say, true. There, there were soldiers with buttons there at one point. At least that's something you can be pedantic about. <laughs> but this is more like the guys coming out of the comic book movie saying, well, that's not, you know, the Batman never got trained to be a ninja by fucking... Ross al Ghul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is like complaining about the historical inaccuracies of a Batman yeah. movie. <laughs> there's a couple of changes in this movie. Um, one, there's rock angels in it. <laughs> and I don't mean like heavy metal angels, like with long hair and like throwing up the, the that horns. Would be fucking I'm talking about amazing like, if like the yeah. battle scene, the rock angels like rolled out. And they're like, I want to rock, rock. And they just. <laughs> That wouldn't have been any cheesier than that scene actually <laughs> yeah, was, though. Yeah. I mean, as though you're not hamstringing your movie-making efforts enough when you say, you know what we need is rock monsters. <laughs> then they go and make these goddamn rock lobster look. They looked cheesy compared to the thing that rode the tricycle in NeverEnding exactly Story. Like. like in 1986, we could have done better yeah. than this. And then as if that's not bad enough, they give them all the inflection of Optimus Prime on Quaaludes. <laughs> Gobot Starscream in Genesis. Not what I expected right off the bat. You learn oh, something man. new every time. Oh. Most important characters the entire book are actually lava-encrusted fallen angel fire golems. <laughs> and, and, then, and then it turns out, historically, it was weird. They helped Kane's descendants lead an industrial revolution that caused plate tectonics, apparently, according to the world map graphic they used. So the whole thing's very educational right off the bat. It was good. Yeah, as soon as they pan in, it's fucking Pangea. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, it was so fucking weird, too. Like, could, could we start with the fact that, like, at the beginning of this movie, you have 
about as much written exposition as there is in the right. Noah story Ugh. in the yeah. Bible. My biggest pet peeve, man. Fucking terrible. And, 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 then, and then the dialogue in it, you spend two hours listening to people talk about the plot. The soundtrack on it is like a moody 14-year-old kid with the keyboard set the ambiance, <laughs> everything about And, look, I'm usually a big Aronofsky fan. I'm a huge fan of this guy's work, generally speaking. I was amazed that he had a movie this shitty in him. I really, I, man, I, I'm glad you say that because I have been impressed Impressed by every movie that I've seen, all the uh, so I, I thought Pie, Requiem, uh, Fountain had mm-hmm. redeeming qualities. Black Swan I thought was very good. This thing was so far like this thing was just uh, I mean it was a goddamned abomination. And when you talk about exposition, like that's the worst thing you can do to a movie is be like, and now we'll do a voiceover where we tell you about the movie. Right? Like, <laughs> really? Really? Because well, but even when they didn't have to, you know, like we because we were talking about the uh, the sequence where the rock monsters are killing all the people when they're trying to get on the boat, whatever. And as this is happening, spoiler alert, this movie sucks. <laughs> the the rock monsters are getting killed and, and their light angelness is escaping to heaven. And as if that is not blatantly fucking obvious, he actually has one of the rock monsters say, they're being brought up to the creator yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it's like we have to be told the rent under my that door. that's what's Thanks. going on in addition to this. Right. When the beings of pure light are shooting up into the heavens. Yeah. Right. Like it, like as if, as if they fucking screen tested that and somebody's like, uh, I don't get it. <laughs> why, 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 why is that their lightning going backward up into the clouds? That the, I don't, I don't understand. Man, we got to make this more obvious. You, you, uh, the, the whole time I was watching this too, I, and I, I really want to get your thoughts on this, guys. Like, who's the audience? Like, who is the intended audience? Right. For this movie, because it's clearly not believers. Because it does not work for believers. It's not people that no. you want to convert to believe. And it's clearly not anybody who has, like, any interest in the movies. Yeah, the fanboys don't even want to see right. it. Yeah, they fucked it all up. Right, exactly, exactly. And, you know, like I said, I had high hopes when I found out he was not going to be, like, sticking to the story. that he was Because, you know, the, the fucking Noah story is a pamphlet. You couldn't make a whole movie without getting creative. But every creative decision he made was stupid. There were so many, like, <laughs> ridiculous things being added that didn't need to be— Like, for example— when we first meet Ninja, I mean Noah, <laughs> who is apparently just as badass as fucking is, Maximus. Dude. It doesn't fucking matter what he movie is. this guy's in. I was in. waiting for, for him to scream, are you not entertained? I was not. I mean, I really <laughs> was. <laughs> I was ready to say no. Um, and uh, But when we first meet him, he's he's like trying to rescue an injured dog Medillo. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that thing? From the, from the I Am Legend zombie yeah. shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then... He uses his magic fire rock to burn the course. Like, like, we don't, the magic fire rock doesn't need be there. There's no reason to step that far outside of reality because it doesn't serve any purpose later in the movie or anything. It was just this series of just stupid additions that had no, that didn't serve any function except to be stupid additions. Well, well but, you know, it's funny that you say that too because, like, really that kind of is the plot, right? The plot is just a series of, of stupid additions which are casually and carelessly strung together for no discernible reason. Most of <laughs> most of what happens serves no serves no purpose in terms of moving the story arc line. You know, mm-hmm. it and, and even when they're like, yeah, and the fucking rock monsters taught him to be an industrial nation, you're like, okay, great. <laughs> so is there gonna be something there? And it's like, yeah, and that made them all evil. Nope. And you're like, wait, wait, fucking why? Why 
I don't understand that at all. Like, well, I just made him evil. Look, black stuff spreading across a map. Like, it's like the evil Indiana That's Jones evil. map. Like, tickety, 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 tickety. Like, it's just, <laughs> what the fuck? Why did it make him evil? And why would the angels who are now trying to help who fucked up before but now are mad at people? Like, it, like no part of it made any sense. You're like, wait, the angels are good now, but before they made people right. bad. But maybe because the people were bad, but they gave him technology. But, like, Noah doesn't have technology, but sometimes he does. I don't know. Right. Well, you, you had no sense of when this was. You know, sometimes it was the 1500s. Sometimes it's the Bronze Ages. Sometimes it's some point in Middle Earth's history. <laughs> you, you had no sense of place. And you had no sense of this because they go out of this way, out of their way with this huge, long, pointless exposition to set up this world that we spend no time in at all. You know, with with the exception of Noah's one ill-fated trip to Evilville, we never actually see anything of this weird world that he's been that he's created. Yeah, well, it, because it doesn't matter. Because the world that they created makes so little sense that to spend any time in it would fucking make your head explode. You know, the the whole <laughs> right. thing too. It's like like the scene where they rescue the little girl. Like, okay, so in order for me to understand and believe the mythology that they're that they're putting forward, right? So all of the people are the brethren, the, the the descendants of Cain. And so they're tainted and they're evil and, I don't know, metal. So that's bad. So, like, and the monsters taught them the wrong shit. But then they come across this injured little girl. <laughs> and they save the injured little girl. And I'm like, isn't the little girl evil? Isn't, isn't oh, she right. a descendant of Cain? If she was, because she wasn't fucking part of Noah's clan. So she must have been part of right. their clan. <laughs> So if she was part of their clan and they yeah. rescued her, didn't you rescue an evil person? And she turns out not to be evil. It's like, well, then they weren't all evil. They're just raised by dicks. <laughs> that's, definitely, that, that's definitely an awkward moment. It's like, they're in that cave, you know. So so we're saving enough animals to start over. What happens to us, Dad? And they kind of all look at each other like, uh, well, Shem. We all got to fuck well, Hermione. Well, going to gang fuck Hermione. Against God's yeah. will, you're going to fuck your adopted sister. You know, the, the wounded yeah. eight-year-old hobo girl we picked up earlier. She's sitting right next to you in the cave right now, recovering from the hysterectomy, apparently, she just got. That's a plot yeah. point also. Right. Weird. Get weird movie. And could I just say, like, I'm so fucking sick of this cliche that every movie where there's ever a woman who can't have children, by the end of the goddamn movie, she's pregnant. <laughs> oh, so boring. Like, I'm, I'm so sick of every fucking movie reinforcing that, you know, women are baby factories and a woman's just not complete unless she can spit out children uh, motif. Not just because it's sexist, but because it's so goddamn obvious. Was anybody surprised when Hermione ended up pregnant later? No. no. It was impossible no. to be surprised. My wife turns to me, she's like, wait a minute. Well, how do they know she's barren? And I'm like, well, she had an injury on her stomach, so... I guess in that world, that means you're barren. She's like, how would they fucking know? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I, maybe they fuck her every single day. And it's just fucking trial. Like, they're like, they're like at some point, like fucking trial and error. That bitch ain't getting pregnant. I don't know what to say. It's a pretty good sample just, size. We got plenty of sample size. If they do, I kind of want to see the behind the scenes footage, to be honest with you. <laughs> Well, knowing what uh, what Darren Aronofsky's done in the past, yeah, you probably I was about to did. say, right? I mean, uh, you, you guys have seen these movies the whole fucking time. I'm just waiting for Jennifer Connelly and Hermione to go to ass to ass. It's an enormous <laughs> letdown. <laughs> enormous <laughs> letdown. You've seen his other, you know, everybody's thinking. Yeah. I'm saying it. Well, then, okay, so yeah. if, we're, if we're talking about the things that we're, we're thinking but not saying, like, how do you avoid, how do you watch this movie and avoid, like, the fucking issue of incest? Like, constantly, like... You're like, right. wait a minute. If it because he's like, if it's a girl, I'm gonna fucking kill it. And it's like, wait a minute, because if it's a girl, we'll all be related to it. That's <laughs> a fucked up part. Is right. it, doesn't the, the whole movie kind of revolve around that decision too? You know, 
Like, Hermione, she gets pregnant by Shem. Noah thinks he needs to murder the kid if it's a girl to carry out God's will for wiping out the human race. Actually, turns out to be twin girls. Whatever. So, so in Noah's mind, there's no chance of him and his, sin, his sons not fucking those girls. Like, I know! The, the solution <laughs> in which like, the nice. four remaining dudes in the world don't fuck their family member, that was off the table from the start. Infanticide <laughs> plan A. Like, what, what the heck? Are you guys kidding right. me? Well, and this is all extra biblical because in the Bible, Noah does bring right, wives right. for his son. So at least, we, you know, we have like cousin fucking instead of direct like sister fucking. So like this was like, you know, and and for, for those who, who, who haven't seen the movie, first of all, good on you. But secondly, <laughs> there's a sequence in here where Ham, you know, Noah goes to evilville and he can't bring himself to bring any of these evil people with him and so ham goes off to find his own girlfriend and by the way ham note the kind of girls that you meet at the bottom of corpse yeah. ditches those, <laughs> those, are marrying type. those are not those are not take those, home to mom girls that's for sure on, yeah but yeah don't take them home yeah. to the ark i mean but at any rate so especially if they don't have but, a foot but but uh, whatever you do don't intentionally let them get trampled to death by an angry mob while their foot's in a bear trap <laughs> like did they think that we just didn't have enough reasons to dislike the fucking protagonist yeah. in this movie that they're going to actually let him intentionally or have him intentionally let a fucking girl get trampled to death <laughs> and then he tells his son what you know sorry i let your girlfriend get trampled to death and there's no more humans but we have two unconscious sheep yeah. upstairs so uh, <laughs> They're not going anywhere for a while. And speaking of which, I'm sorry, we didn't bring this up yet, but why did all the fucking animals show up according to subfile? I, I, I said the exact same thing in my life. I'm like, it's amazing. They're coming in and all, like, fucking all the reptiles are coming together. Just how humans right. classified them. That's amazing. Right, exactly. It's not even cladistic yeah, for fuck's sake. I also like, too, that all the re the birds all fly in. They put all the birds to sleep. Then all the reptiles go in and they close the doors. I'm thinking, all those birds are gone. Like, <laughs> don't you know the thing? You can't sail across the river on the canoe now. You're fucked. Yeah. Nothing. yeah that's exactly it. You can't leave the cake with the fox. There's no way you can do it. But luckily, they had the magic sleeping like, powder what? that you know affects everything except for the people wandering through an enclosed ark with magic sleeping right. powder. I love that. I love that because it's like, yeah, we're making all the animals fall asleep. It's like, you're an animal. I'm wired you asleep. Oh, no, it doesn't work on me. I'm like, God loves me. But not yeah. a lot because it'll still let like really bad shit happen to me. So you guys don't think right. that any of the departures from the story, because I read the story today after I watched the movie. So, I, I you know, Same full here, disclosure, yeah. I'm not a Bible reader. Um, I don't know if anybody ever heard that me say that before, but I've never really read the Bible. But I yeah, took the, some the time and read. The actually better than the book, believe it or not. Yeah, it, that's well, rare. The book that's is rare. very sparse, admittedly. It's like five paragraphs long. The Noah story is right. Um, but uh, but I read it, and there are some departures in this. Do you think? And you think that the artistic license that that Aronofsky took really didn't help anything at all? Well, I mean, you had to obviously you had to step way outside of that story. But like everything, like honestly, the idea of having the Nephilim, the the fallen angels and stuff as part of the story, they're in the Noah story. Have fun with that. But you have to make it this because like, the art department was clearly fucking them every chance they got. You know, the art, uh, the the uh, the rock monsters look stupid. The Ark was a fucking muddy box. Yeah, it was a muddy you know, box. so <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> You couldn't have you couldn't have made a less inspiring art. And this is completely off subject, by the way. But the art direction when we're, when we're talking about the art direction, what was up with the My Little Pony color palette this movie had for the first fucking forty five minutes? Am I the only one that noticed that? Everything's bright greens and bright yeah, reds and shit yeah. like that, and it, in complete contrast to what's going on in the movie. Yeah, I, you know, it, 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 it reminded me of some of Aronofsky's other films, though. I was thinking of the Fountain. Ancient Israel is a lot mm -hmm. like Miami, though. That, that, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Very similar.
Well, yeah. it's actually ancient Pangea, as yeah. it turns out. Like, oh, right, right, right. It wasn't exactly. Israel yet. Yeah. What did you think about? Uh, there's a there's a mixture in this movie between what seems to me the Abrahamic story of killing your your child and the Noah story. Do you mm-hmm. think that that was just shit, or do you think that that added any kind of extra dimension to this? Nothing. Nothing. I pushes think the plot could... along like you know infanticide. So murdering your own children, murdering <laughs> right, your own grandchildren. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like the whole like third act of this movie is him walking around the ark brooding and going like, "Ooh, I'm gonna kill them babies." Oh. And you know, <laughs> that's, look, that's if that's too, where we were, awesome. and I'm I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun here, going all the yeah. way to the finale scene. So you know, again, spoiler alert: Hermione has twin girls, and she's on top of the ark because if you're gonna hide in a giant guy goddamn ark, sure, that's the place right to hide. Top, it's right yeah. up top where yeah. nobody can possibly miss you. <laughs> and Noah comes out of the fucking. <laughs> Ark and he sees her up there and he's walking over and she's like, Oh, don't kill the babies. He's like, Oh, I'm gonna kill the babies. Oh, don't kill the babies. Oh, I'm gonna kill the babies. And he gets to the fucking babies and she's holding these twins. Now, keep in mind, we're standing on top of a muddy box arc with Mount Everest deep water, 360 degrees. I haven't put a lot of thought into baby murder in my life, but I'm thinking you just chuck them over the side or maybe you yeah. skip one, see how far it goes, whatever. But they're no. buoyant, though. They're fucking but buoyant. No. It's a salt water situation. Well, apparently he knew that because he figured he had to poke some holes in them first. So Noah t- takes out his giant goddamn crocodile Dundee <laughs> knife and holds it over the baby's head. Know, he's gonna like he's going to stab it in the face. God, say nothing and I'm going to do this. Say nothing and I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. He was you know, fucking funny around. You say that man. Because he's my first thought when he had that knife, he's gonna stab the baby in the face. I'm like, you're gonna hit Hermione. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Use no like a sawhorse or something. Like, have her move her hands out of the way. <laughs> you know, don't you know? Cut away from yourself, stupid. Like, <laughs> and he's got this look. This oh, I can't quite stab the baby in the face. Look on his his fucking face. And like and. But I guess then we're supposed to like him because, you know, we haven't brought up the antagonist in this movie because he's just not God. worth mentioning. Except to say, were we supposed to not like this guy? I, I, other than the fact that the acting was horrible and the guy kind of, you know, brooded through every line or whatever. But here's a complete list of everything the antagonist does in this movie. He kills the guy that's about to kill Noah's son. He tries to save as many, as many humans as possible on the big empty ark. He tries to kill Noah, who's about to murder babies. <laughs> he eats meat. He Fucking fires off some fireworks and cusses at God. What's not to like about this? Can, can, we get, can, can we get a righteous trampling in there? We need we need a righteous trampling to really characterize this guy. Let's. Hey, you forgot one thing though. No, he lumberjack chopped his fucking way into the yard, right. and that's badass. I'm sorry. With a little hand axe, no less. I know. While the fucking that's storm fucking is awesome. going. Yes, that yeah, was like uh, giant uh, waves quite, like quite crash talent. at the ark, and somehow he's able to like not only chop his way in, but chop his way in in a way. That does not allow the fucking ark to flood. Right, right. Like you made a man-sized right. hole in my boat, <laughs> yeah, dude. Just like Cape fears himself on, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, they, admittedly, they had some surplus mud on there right. somewhere, so they just fucking spackled that shit and right back he must up. Have. And also, when, while we're talking about just unnecessarily weird shit in this movie, because I thought like the closest this movie ever came to having a good scene was right after that. You know, after. Tubal Cain hacks his way in and everything. And they're in the ark, and you can hear all the people that are on the top of Methuselah's mountain, like, screaming, and and, and everybody's going, no, can we at least throw out some, like, ropes or something? And he's like, no, fuck them. <laughs> and he starts telling the story of Genesis 1, and they've got, like, the Science Channel footage going behind it as if to demonstrate just how wrong they got it. <laughs> and, like I said, I thought that scene, I thought, was getting really good because I, I think that's a very poetic passage from the Bible, probably the best passage in the Bible that I've come across so far. 
and the, the 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 footage was really cool. But they had to go and ruin it with the bioluminescent Adam and Eve. So oh yeah, weird. they were awesome looking, weren't they? <laughs> like. <laughs> It was so weird. And then the snake like sheds its skin, so it's like, I'm a snake. No, fuck it. I'm a scarier snake. And you're like, great. <laughs> and was that, great. Was but that you know apple what? I think... moving around? Would you pick a moving around apple off of a tree? No, no I'm kidding, kidding, right? pulsating uh, like alien, mm, and you're going to take, take that thing? Right, you're like, oh, well, man, I'll I have think a I mango just... or the uh, heartbeat pulse apple. Yeah, right, right. The heartbeat what, pulse apple. Right. Oh. what am I in the mood for? The God told me not to eat. It'll, it'll make me stop glowing. And I think I figured that out on the second viewing. Uh, believe it or not, yes, I fucking saw this twice. I saw it once in the theaters and then again yesterday. Um, oh, I, Jesus. I think what it was is that this was like, a, it was like an Academy Award attempt to like garner some favor by actually casting the Oscar statuette in a role. <laughs> As ever, <laughs> nice. it obviously didn't work. But uh... I, I have to admit that I thought some of this movie looked pretty cool. Now I won't say that the that the rock things look cool. Although I will say that one of those rock things is a better goalie than the U.S. goalie. <laughs> oh, than come the on, World he was amazing. Cup. He was amazing. Wait a minute, like that's the only guy that we had that was worth a shit. He's phenomenal. <laughs> Did you see how many people he stopped for going in the arc? All those stragglers <laughs> that were coming through. He's just like, get out of here, bitches. It was fucking Guatemalan great. kids at the border. No problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. He's like a minute man. It just does awesome. Know, actually, hold on a second, because I do have a question. When, when the rock monsters first showed up, like, and they were going to repel the invaders, and they were all joined together with metal chains. <laughs> and then right. none of them used the chains for anything. Anything, no. Why were they, and then later they just weren't joined together with metal chains. No. I didn't understand that scene at all. Like, they're like, we've got metal chains. I'm like, this is going to be so badass. They are going to clothesline some motherfucker. And then they're just like, now it is fucking My wife nope. set up all these chains. Nope. We're using the chains. Put the chains on the rock monster. It's going to snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to look nice up there. I got a little throw chain. You're not going out until you put the chains on the rock monster. The rest of the movie, though, there's 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 one or two scenes I thought that looked kind of cool, but I I mean I can't imagine like giving the movie any props for one or two scenes on right, two they had hours to put and seventeen on minutes. the fucking preview, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, the, I thought that the uh, the whole world hurricane from this from space looked cool. I thought that was neat when they yeah. sort of zoomed out and there's this big sort of crazy hurricane that's that's sort of flooding the world. I also thought. You know, some of the CG was okay. Some of it looked terrible, though. So some bad. of the CG looked really bad, like really um, not well done, right. especially the part where they're like walking across the desert with the big rock transformer <laughs> thing, and they're like walking down. And you could clearly see that there's a green screen. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. It looks so flat. Well, like, I was yeah. going to say, say, if you want to give somebody an idea of it, think um, Mickey Mouse talking to the conductor in Fantasia. That's about the quality of scene that we're seeing. I mean, is that too obscure? Nobody remembers like, that one. Yeah, the, yeah. the rock biter guy from Neverending Story with 80s graphics. Who's that good? Yeah. Right, right. Stone Age ATSD. Yeah. But, but, they, but they were also, like, even when you, they didn't need to CGI stuff, there was bad CGI. Like, at the beginning, when, when Noah's dad gets killed and he goes running through the field, the kid running through the field is CGI'd. And it's poorly well, CGI. Apparently not. Yeah. Fields don't just fucking pay for themselves, Noah. As as Judah Jesus. as Judah demonstrated, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about this? There's some underlying messages in this movie that clearly I think the Christians probably would not like. Um, one of them, I think, and this is something that Tom and I run into our, on our show all the time, and it's sort of the um, it's our world and we'll rape it if we want to sort of feeling mm -hmm. of the Christian right. They clearly, I think, had a different 
story going in here um and then you know they weren't eating meat they were like all vegans i guess like right. they were surviving on fucking lichen i don't berries, know what they berries, were eating berries like, are a big deal I can't, yeah like like yes yeah like all berry he found a fucking anthony hopkins berry florida thanks god what? <laughs> yeah yeah but but clearly there's a there's a you know there's also like this i guess vegan mm-hmm. angle to the movie too um so i think that you know we may be mad with it because it sucks, but uh, <laughs> the Christians probably are mad at it because it sort of turns a lot of their worldviews up on their head. Well, and it's completely antipodal to what's actually, you know, what, what is the source material. Because if, if you look at the final chapter of or the final uh, passages in the story of Noah, um, and, and I believe that's in chapter nine of Genesis, it, it's he, God gives them this whole go kill everything and make sure they're afraid of you and eat stuff and, 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 and murder animals. You know, and, and and not only that, but murder animals for God. Like the first thing Noah does in the Bible when he gets off the ark is, is grab a couple of them birds and hack them up and set them on fire so that God yeah, can like yeah. smell yep, the burning yep. birds he likes to smell. Yeah, he loves to. <laughs> he, he fucking slaughtered some animals. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's it's funny because that guy does say he's like he's you know he he says out loud he's like, in the movie it's like yeah we're fucking we're men and we're supposed to fucking have dominion and he's like right he's the one who's like yeah look God put us here and he fucking cursed us he made us in his image fucking ignored us doesn't answer any of our pleas like what do you fucking want from me like that guy is the most rational person in the whole movie right. he's certainly a million times more rational than fucking ham the beer refreshing who like runs around <laughs> like you said like finding girls to go out with in fucking mass graves like, he doesn't make it and then deciding he's gonna like harbor a fucking murderer in the boat like you got a boat with fucking five people on it. you're like we could really do with more murders. <laughs> I love that he, I love that that guy fucking Stoway. consumes like the final unicorn too. Know, like while he's, he's on so the boat, he's <laughs> like eating because Cap looks so right. He's like, dude, fucking <laughs> settle down on eating the beasts. <laughs> fucking, we eating that Pegasus, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> and that's what the guy goes through with the Dominion speech. He's like, hey, fucking animals are here to be eaten. I'm gonna fucking eat them. Right. <laughs> It's like everything is sushi in that movie, too. Like, right. every animal is fucking sushi. <laughs> you know, there's also what, one thing I, I, I thought was crazy, too, and I know I talked about this before, but it just, it just strikes me as so absurd, is, like, in order for me to believe this movie, like, all of, like, all of that, everyone who's not Noah's family is fucking consummately evil, because if they're not, then it doesn't make any sense for a just God to wipe out all men, women, children, babies, puppies, kittens, everything. They all die. They die because they're evil, right? And they said that in the beginning, like they're all fucking evil. But the two women, the two women that they run across seem fine. And then the only other time women pop up, they're used as fucking like chattel to bargain with. Like right. They're like, I got girls, you got food? And they're like, yeah, I got food. It's like fucking 50% of the population is just like, it's like, and the world was evil. And then like there's like a pause. Well, mostly just the guys, but the women... The, the women actually seem fine, but we're going to kill all of them <laughs> anyway. And the babies. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we're supposed to be worried about the fate of two babies. Right. Like, fucking how many babies just drowned? Exactly. I'm, I'm not going through this with a fine-tooth comb. I'm not fucking God. Just... <laughs> hey, kill them all. Let me sort them out. Wait, yeah. fuck. Oh, shit. You, you mentioned the part where they're, like, trading women for meat or whatever. That Just to give you an idea how bad the dialogue was in this movie, when—, when Noah's wandering around in this city of horrible evil or whatever. The whole time you hear a woman in the background yelling, please don't take my baby. 
Like really? Like you wrote that fucking shit down? Like they just it does does it just say cliche evil line in background when you look at the script? Yeah, they improv that help, shit. Help, help! Yeah. I'm being pressed. Right. <laughs> it's it's like somebody just like walks up to the camera and just says. Cue maniacal laugh. Yeah. Oh wait, ha ha ha. ha well, ha, I did ha. expect the guy who killed uh, Noah's dad at the beginning to turn around and yell, "Disappointed!" But he, yeah. he didn't. <laughs> so. In in classic fashion, we are going to rate this movie one to five. Uh, you can go as low as zero uh, on this movie. Zero to five. Zero being the worst. Um, you guys are our guests, Heath. What do you rate this movie? <laughs> um. I was uh, I was gonna give him a one, but you know they never did the thing with Jennifer Connelly and Hermione. Zero. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna. God, I love Aronofsky, and there were there were these brief, tiny little moments of brilliance on it. So can I can I can I give decimals? Can I give it like a one point? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, we're gonna go up. about one point five then. Okay, Tom. Yeah, man, I gotta go with a fucking zero. This movie was fucking retarded. <laughs> zero it's so up. bad. No, zero no part, at no point was I interested or entertained. So, uh, yeah, fuck. so it's like our podcast then. Yeah, it's worse. Okay, I mean, all right, oh. fair enough. All right, okay. So I'm gonna give it a point two five. I think there were some <laughs> moments that were pretty, but for the most part, it's pretty fucking painful. <sighs> Avoid Noah, uh, Russell Crowe, um, and all crew because it's not fun to watch, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, if people were going to find your podcast, where would they go? I would suggest scathingatheist.com. That's probably your best bet. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, thanks for being on. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. So we want to thank uh, the Scathing Atheist hosts, Heath Enright and No Illusions, for joining us today. Uh, if you haven't checked out the Scathing Atheist podcast, it's a great show. Those guys are really funny. They have another co-host, uh, Lucinda, who comes on. Uh, they do funny poems and and great news items, and then they uh, they they interview people like us. We're actually going to be on their show coming up. So uh, so if you haven't checked out their show, you really should. It's a great show, and they put a lot of work into it. Um, probably the hardest working guys in podcasting uh, for the atheist uh, for the atheist. Um, podcasting sector they just put a ton of work into their show every week and it's worth a listen so go go take a look we'll, you'll find the uh you'll find the link to their show uh on this episode episode 170 i hear good things about that working hard stuff but i'm not gonna try it so uh so that wraps it up for this week and we will leave you as always with the skeptics creed credulity is not a virtue it's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno babylon bullshit Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this.
The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.